Welcome in, team. Um, getting lots of text messages about the Sean Johnson injury. We don't know. We're trying to find out, but we don't know. And I'm keeping my finger on the pulse if we hear anything, team. And we will let you know. But a massive UFC card. Well, it's always massive when Israel Adesanya is taking the octagon in the feature fight. It's UFC 293. It's in Sydney town, full of Aussies and Kiwis on the card. So, man, we've got to get our New Zealand expert onto it, Ravinda Hunia. And she joins us now in Sydney. Rev, oh, my goodness, I bet you're excited. <laughs> Kia ora, thank you for having me. Yes, I am. The whole city's a buzz at the moment, which is great. Well, I mean, it's for the UFC and the NRL, to be fair. But, yes, <laughs> I am fizzing. <laughs> um, I'm going to cherry-pick the fights I want you, I want to talk to about, uh, mainly uh, with a local bent, I guess. But Shane Young, he's on the early prelims. And the early prelims aren't the marquee matchups, but they're really, really important for these individuals to climb their ranks. Yeah, absolutely. And even more so for a fighter like uh, Shane Young, who was actually the first fighter to ever come through for CKB officially. Dan Hooker was the first, but was didn't make it into the UFC with City Kickboxing. So Shane's been the first. So a little bit of responsibility on his shoulders he mm. shared with us this week. And, um, of course, he, you know, he's been having his, his featherweight career um, and then took two years off. Um, so in his last fight um, was his comeback, and he feels like now he's kind of in the groove of things and 100% needs a win. Um, and even if it is on an early prelims, making a statement on a card like this is very important. And of course, that's um, the free to air part, which is fantastic. It's all on Sky Arena, I think from two o'clock Sunday time, New Zealand. Is that right, Rev? Yep, that's right. The pay-per-view is from 2pm on Sky Arena and the prelims are from midday on Sky Open. You know the trap The trap I always fall into? I, I think I watch the early prelims. The UFC do such a good job at promoting the pay-per-views. I watch the prelims and then I just buy the pay-per-view as well because I don't yeah. want to miss out. <laughs> I don't want to miss out. They got you real good. <laughs> they got me good. Now, uh, Blood Diamond we know as I see on the official UFC website, he's Mike Diamond of Zimbabwe. Um, he's mm. had a Real topsy-turvy career so far, Rev? He has, and um, no one is probably more disappointed than himself. Um, two fights not going his way, and he hasn't had a fight for a little while. No one was actually quite sure what was going to happen with his UFC career, so getting this announcement is you know, a really good sign for him. On the, on the local scene in Auckland, King in the Ring, he absolutely dominated, and he mm. wants to bring that energy into the UFC. Um, I don't think anyone's quite seen what blood can actually bring to the cage. We haven't seen that eclectic... Um, unpredictable fighter that we've seen, you know, on the likes of King in the Ring, but he had a really good stint with um, current featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky in his preparations for Yaya Rodriguez recently. So he took Blood Diamond, uh, he brought him here actually to Sydney to train with him because Blood does mimic that unpredictable kind of fight style. So I think Blood's running with that and is saying, actually, this is me, this is my style, so I need to impose that and impose it well in this fight. Mm, awesome, awesome. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is into the prelims, and it's the feature prelim with our Carlos Olberg. And I remember him starting his MMA career and he had huge reputation before he'd even stepped inside a meaningful octagon and he got pumped in his first one and took a real lesson from that I think he's I think he's the apart from Izzy I think he's the hottest favorite on the card what have you seen in his development since he first came to our our fighting conscious 
Yeah, I think you're you're right with that. He um well he made his statement on the Dana White contender series, winning that fight by knockout and um, gaining a UFC contract. But yes, um, didn't have much luck when he came onto the big stage. But since then, has been on a tear. So I'm actually surprised that he's not fighting a um, top 15 opponent this time around. I thought that this this fight might be it. But again, um, there's always you know method to the madness and and the the likes of Eugene Beerman. So we trust the process. But yeah, he's doing really really well and is a bright spark for the light heavyweight division. It's kind of a funny one, that division at the moment, in terms of um, champions um, relinquishing the bout because of injuries. So if ever there was a time to rise, now would, now would definitely be it, and he is definitely the man to do it. Just before we talk about other fights, I want to talk to you about the business of USC and, and the fighters themselves. Like, I mean, it all matters what's in the octagon, but when they're not and they're training and they're social media and they're baiting people and then they're post-fight, the calling play, calling fighters out, the sending messages to Dana White. It's a very different sporting business that they have to get the value of their business stocks, if you like, in the UFC up to get those high rankings. Yeah, absolutely. They're a brand, right, in, in themselves. Even though you know they come from um, city kickboxing and they're in this big team and they're under Eugene, they are essentially a brand in themselves and have to keep selling themselves. So you know, half the battle for them is just getting the opportunity. And then once they do get that opportunity, you know, making that statement and taking full advantage of it. But you're right, the battle that they have to do, like for Carlos Olberg to be, you know, main eventing on, on a prelim card, even that's a battle. So, mm. um, yeah, to, to be on the pay-per-view is, you know, usually the goal because there's a bit more money involved. Um, so you want that. And then, of course, we have fighters... Um, trying to put on a massive performance to get the 50k bonus so there's so many different things to fight for whether it be in MMA or on social media or just being vocal in front of Dana White you're right (coughs) Main card Tyson Pedro Uh, fan favourite definitely a fan favourite because he's a home home boy um, being from here in Sydney (laughs) Um, so he'll have a, a, a big following here with him today but um, it's good to see him on the main card um, as well, which is a, a, he's another light heavyweight just like Carlos Olberg and is looking to get someone in the top 15 at some point as well, which actually makes things quite interesting when you have more than one fighter at that level from the same gym. You're not quite, you don't quite know how that's going to all turn out, but Tyson had a, a bit of a disappointing outing last time around. He, was, he came into that fight with Gastro, um, so didn't have the fight that he um, would have wanted, but yeah, he needs to get this win tonight as well. I mean, it's not detrimental for him in his future, but he would definitely need to get back into the to the winner's column and where a better place to do it than at home in Sydney. Uh, Justin Tuffer. Um, I love the heavyweights that go in and bang. And um, for people that don't know him, he's very similar in his approach to fights as tied to Avasa, isn't he? He's he's six and three. He's taking on a twelve and three fighter. Very disadvantaged in in height and reach and leg reach the whole lot. Um, but again, another big fight for a local boy. Yeah, absolutely. And Justin, it's funny you bring up Justin Tuffer being similar to Tai Tuivasa because I put them both under the Mark Hunt umbrella and of course they came through under Mark Hunt. So it's no surprise that they've got that similar style. But yes, Justin Tuffer actually faced Austin Lane um, recently over in Jacksonville and the fight got stopped because he got poked in the eye. So this fight is a bit of, um, I don't know if you'd call it revenge, but you know, 
to set things right again, except this time they're coming out of Austin Lane's um, territory and doing it in Australia, which works in Justin Tuffer's favour, obviously. And Justin's just come off watching his brother knock out his opponent in Singapore um, a week or so ago. So they're on a high in the Tuffer gang at the moment, and, and a win here for him will help elevate him as well. And then the headline, he's a headline act whenever he fights tied to Avasa. And I always say, Rev, if he's ever paying over $2, I'm going to back him because he can knock anyone's spark out. He, he'll he take one to, to hit, well, he'll take three to, to land one as well. But Alexander Volkov, he's a, he's a warm, warm favourite. He's a huge man at six foot seven. Uh, I don't think we'll hear the bell for the end of the first round in this. Oh, you'll be hoping for that, and that, that you know that's the that's what the heavyweights bring to the table. You just never know what's going to happen. And Taito Ivasa, he's another one that wants to you know um, make amends for his his last outing. But of all the fighters that I've spoken to this week, none other is more motivated with this hometown um, vibe than Tai right now. So that is a really good sign. He is looking super trim. Um, he's been doing a lot of work with Zoo. Actually, Justin Tuffer's been doing a lot of crossfitting as well, so they're both looking super trim. But um, he's taking this fight super seriously. There was a little worry there that um, he was on a great winning streak when he was fighting out of Dubai. He, he took his camp overseas, and then once he left that camp, um, you know, the wins weren't coming so much. So this time it's great to see that he's taking camp super seriously here in Sydney and um, doing a lot of work with his fitness because obviously he's going to need to be a little mobile. But the trick here for Ty and what he does so well, pushing opponents up against the cage and getting on the inside. You've mentioned mm. that Alexander Volkov, he's a giant man. He has giant reach. So if Ty can get in and impose his strength, then he's away from laughing. And the shoey is guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed. Wear cl- <laughs> we'll wear, lose that one, I think. <laughs> yeah, wear clean shoes to the Kudos Bank Arena fans. <laughs> Maybe bring a spare pair. <laughs> yeah, that's it as well. And then our magnificent champion, uh, Izzy Adrosanya, against Sean Strickland. Um, he's an imposing favourite. But one thing I want to ask you about is, and he commented on it, I don't know if it was three or four fights ago, and he got criticised for standing back and he said look I'm the champ if you want the belt you got to come and get me and when he was fighting for the belt he went after the belt but he sits back a little bit and his last couple of fights I thought oh we're going to see a bit more attacking is he and and we haven't yeah I agree with that Um, and there's been a couple of fights that come to mind the Yoel Romero title fight was definitely one of them Um, I think that that fight Warranted him to stand back a little bit though because Yoel Romero was an absolute tank. Mm. He's no longer in the UFC, um, but he was an absolute tank with killer power. And um, Yoel Romero went through wars with, with Robert Whitaker, and Robert Whitaker actually hasn't really been the same fighter he once was as a result of it. So I think Israel Adesanya has a little bit of foresight about taking on damage, and he works best from the outside and at range. Uh, it just so happened that Yoel Romero stayed out of range also, and it made for a, a very long, you know, I don't want to say the word boring, but, you know, non-eventful fight. Um, but yeah, I think Israel Destonia, he works on the outside. That's that's his bread and butter. And when he's telling opponents to come to him, it's because he's not going to come to you. And if you do want the title, you, you, you do need to come and get it. You do have to be active because when you're coming up against a champion who's already got the title, if it goes down to it, you know, he's going to remain the champion. So um, if you want it, you do have to come forward. 
Um, but at the same time, yeah, you, you do have to take into consideration that fans want to see, <laughs> you know, a little bit of to and fro, a little bit of dancing in, in the octagon too. And I think after that criticism, actually, it, it, it kind of changed the way um, he approached the fight. And of course, these last two fights against Alex Pereira, he could not get away with not being active. Um, Alex Pereira well and truly brought that fight to him, both fighting at range um, a lot of the time. But yeah, I, I'm expecting, Sean Strickland has said this week, to expect um, him to try and take him down. Down. Israel Desonia is also teasing that he might take Sean Strickland down if he can so I don't think we'll be in for a fight like that between these two um, and especially uh, the verbal spars at the press conference tonight will probably be arguably possibly a lot more interesting than the fight by the way they're talking at the moment. Um, Israel Desonia has said in the past um, before his career is finished he wants to have a submission um, victory. Yeah. Um, would Sean Strickland be the right guy to have a go at that or not? Possibly. He possibly could be. It, it all depends on what the game plan that Sean Strickland's bringing to the table. Um, you know, Israel's had a couple of losses now, now to Jan Blahovic and Alex Paedo, and when fighters suffer losses, it kind of creates a blueprint for other fighters to see where those weaknesses are. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what Sean Strickland and his team have picked up um, in terms of what they think are, are Desonia's um, vulnerabilities. Um, but if Israel, I think, has an opportunity, he definitely will. He might, if he is going to go for a takedown and he has that sort of, as somewhat of a goal in this fight, you might see the fight go on for a little while. It might be easier to take somebody down if they're a bit tired and you um, rate your fitness to try and walk them down a bit more. Um, and to finish it that way in the later rounds. But um, the prediction is a KO in the third round for Izzy, the overwhelming prediction um, by the by the pros at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see where this one goes. But I think if he sees the opportunity, he'll definitely go for it. I don't want to know what the pros, I want to know what the Kiwi pro thinks. And you, Rev, what's <laughs> your prediction of Izzy and Strickland? I think... Um, you know, a lot of people will say I'm biased, and maybe I am, but um, I think Israel Adesanya finishing him, he has an opportunity to do that quite early. Um, yeah, I don't see Sean Strickland getting through Israel or even looking pretty, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I think that's my, my professional hat on and, and, and a bit of a biased one too, but... I mean, at the middleweight division right now, when we looked at the last fight between Robert Whitaker and Drikus Duplessis, for all money, you know, Robert Whitaker was supposed to walk through Drikus Duplessis and that man walked into that octagon, had an opportunity and took it with both hands. So at the moment, fighters are hungry. Fighters are hungry to get in front of um, in front of Israel and um, Sean Strickland has that opportunity. So it'll be really interesting to see if the confidence that he exudes outside of the octagon will be shown within it as well. Sky Arena, two o'clock Sunday, people. Make sure that is on your menu of sport watching. Hey, Rev, uh, really appreciate talking UFC with you. Uh, enjoy it. It's going to be a heck of a fight. Thank you so much. There she is, uh, Rev Hernia. Izzy Adesanya, Sean Strickland is the highlight, but there's a whole lot of other good fights there. And as I say, 2 o'clock, Sky Arena. <sighs> Get amongst. Back shortly.